time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. Week three of our Entourage series, week three of our Entourage series is tonight. And I want us to go straight to the scriptures, Proverbs chapter 27. Proverbs chapter 27. I missed you guys last week. I was with Pastor John Mack in Detroit and speaking for a youth retreat. He loves all of you guys. We were actually sitting at his table last Wednesday night. I said um, at his house for the beginning, um, but we were actually watching the live feed. And so we were talking about you guys and he's praying for you all. He sends all of his love from Detroit. He's doing amazing things. He's an executive pastor at their old church, him and Holly and Hudson and Maddox are doing great. And and so, um, so he just sends his love to all of you guys. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6. Let's go straight to the word. It says, faithful. Everybody say, faithful. faithful. Are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses. Everybody say, kisses. Kisses, kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Let's read that one more time. Why don't you read it with me? It's right here on the screen. Here we go. One, two, three. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Bow your heads with me real quick as we pray. Father, I thank you so much for your word tonight. I thank you that it will convict us where we are wrong. You'll encourage us where we're right, God, and it will wash us and make us look more like Jesus tonight. In your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. I want to speak to you tonight. I just got to title the message uh, tonight, Holy Wounds. Everybody say holy wounds. Holy wounds. All right. So imagine this. You're walking home from school. You're with your BFF. You know, Chase and Dustin are walking down from Pine Creek, walking to their house. And one of them, and one of them, like, one of them just kind of slaps the other one upside the head. Like right in the back. Just, I mean, they're walking. It's just like, pow. Okay. So Chase, in a little Taekwondo, he probably have some kind of response, like a karate chop to his face. I don't know. It could get ugly, okay? I don't know what happened. But I don't know about you, but, but if you're walking down the street with someone and they just, like, out of nowhere, just slap you upside the head. I mean, and I'm talking hard. Our initial reaction, your initial reaction would be what? Shout it out to me. Like, what's wrong with you? Oh, Lord, smack on back. I mean, forget the whole... Sermon on the Mount, turn the other cheek. I hit him back, you know? And so, but, but yeah, so our initial response, most of us will be confusion. We'd be a little bit angry. Some of us are not as saved as everybody else. A little rage, you know? you know? You know, we got them here. Everybody ain't saved. I know it. All right. And so, but the point is, it'd be a little bit unsettling for you. It's like, what, do, why'd you hit me upside the head? But then they just kind of explained to you, there, there was some blood-sucking, you know, I, I don't know, some kind of new insect that could kill you upon first bite, and I just saved your life, okay? And so, and, and, and honestly, they were telling you the truth, then, I mean, probably your next reaction would be, oh, I'm sorry about that, I, I mean, I didn't know, you know, the brief pain that you caused me in this moment to save my life, I kind of appreciate it. I mean, my head's still kind of aching, I'm have a bruise, but thank you for doing what you did, you just saved my life. I appreciate it. You're a great friend. Wounds and friendship aren't really linked together in today's culture. But wounds and friendships are necessary. See, uh, see, what I've discovered, you guys, is as you go through life, 
as you go through your teenage years, you're going to be wounded one way or the other. You're going to go through hardships. You're going to have embarrassing moments. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things. People are going to hurt your feelings, whatever. You're going to be wounded one way or the other. What I'm trying to communicate tonight in this message title, Holy Wounds, is that there is a way to incur some holy wounds. I mean, some purposeful, painful moments. Real friendship, you guys, is based on truth. And so we started this off two weeks ago, and Pastor David continued talking about friendships last week. But we started this series off saying and reminding you and encouraging you to know that the Holy Spirit wants to be your BFF. The Holy Spirit wants to be your number one. He wants to be the person that's closest to you out of anyone else on planet Earth. But then in addition to this, you need to have human being friends, people who can breathe with eyes and ears you can touch and see. And so there's a certain way that God has called us to do friendships as Christ followers. And for those of you who are Christ followers, again, everybody doesn't love Jesus tonight is highly evident, okay? And so, and then there, there's, but that's okay. But, but those of us who love Jesus, and even if you don't, glad you're here, there's a certain way that if you do friendships, things just kind of work out so much better in your life. And so real friendships, I want to tell you, is based on truth. Fake friendship is based on comfort. See, fake friendship, in fake friendship, we tell each other what we want to hear. We need friendships that are built on the truth. See, see, in today's culture, we are so obsessed, and so many of us have kind of developed like this, this five-minute friendship kind of, uh, kind of thing. Like in today's culture, you know, yeah, I, I accepted your friend request on Facebook, so we're, we're best friends. I mean, we're, I mean, we tight. I mean, I just, I mean, I accepted their friendship request like three weeks ago, Pastor Brandon. I mean, this is my like closest friend in the whole wide world. They know me inside and out. We're so used to shallow friendships whenever God's word calls us to have real, meaningful, Christ-honoring friendships while we're here on planet earth we've lost the meaning of what friendship really is if you look up the dictionary definition of friends and and look at many of our quote friends today we see this huge disparity and god's word has something to say about it amen god's word has something to say about it. See, partnerships, again, I told you guys this two weeks ago, partnerships often dictate the pathway of your life, who you're connected with, who your closest friends are. Again, just reviewing here, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends. Show me those who you hang out with the most. Show me those who you spend the most amount of time with and I can give you a snapshot of what your future is going to look like. And again, for some of you, this is so encouraging. And for some of you are like, oh God, like, <laughs> if this is my future, I need to find some new friends. Yeah, that's the point. So you'll end up liking, laughing at, accepting the same things as your inner circle of friends. So what I'm trying to tell you is, be careful. Use wisdom. See, some of us have this fuzzy friend. Remember, I, I, I told you guys about, you know, you, know, you, need like, you, you need like sticky friends, like people who kind of stick around, for there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Some of you have like really fuzzy friends. And what I mean by that is, you know, like anybody ever like lifted up their shirt and like was playing in their belly button and like you found like a little belly button fuzz? You know, yeah, come on, everybody's been there. Some of us, and you look at it and you're like, where did that come from? How did fuzzy wuzzy end up in my belly button? Okay, some of you, that's how you develop your friends. 
Like the people you hang out with, it's like, hey, how did y'all meet? Like, you know, what, what, what things kind of unite you? I don't know. They're like fuzzing my belly button. They just kind of happen, and here they are. Here's my fuzzy friend. And, and the sad thing is, and the sad thing, the painful thing is, so many of us, all of our friends are fuzzy. I mean, they're just fuzzballs. Like, they just happen. We, we don't really talk about real things. I don't even know why I hang out with them. I mean, we like the same video game or, or something like that. They're literally like fuzz in your flipping belly button. And I'm just telling you, whenever we go to God's word and we look at how, how God defines friendship, it's quite different. I mean, like way different. So God's word has something to say to us about how we develop friendships in our lives and throughout our lives. Fuzzy friends. And so, so friendships, real friendship. With your real friends, you can share your life. You can share your dreams with. All of us need at least one friend who will offer us some holy wounds. And what I mean by this is tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. You see, usually wounds are associated with enemies and friends are associated with kisses or compliments. But, but here's the thing. Solomon paints a very different picture for us according to Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. We love to be kissed. And so this is what I mean by that. I'm not talking about literal. Get your all your little giggles out. What I mean is, hey, you're so awesome. Hey, you're, you're great. Everything you're doing is perfect. Man, you, you look great. You dress great. You're amazing. Oh, yeah, everything you're doing is right. You don't have any sin in your life. All of us love to be, quote, kissed. It's human nature to find people with similar likes and dislikes. And some of you, you found your little fuzzball friends just based on, oh, like, I like this and they like that. And, like, there's no common bond in Christ or faith. And, you know, they don't even... They don't even believe in your God and they're not living a Christ honor in life. But it doesn't matter because they're fuzzy and we, we both like, you know, vampires or we both like, you know, playing video games or whatever it is. And so I'm, what I'm saying to you is it's a, such a big deal as you go through life. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy, the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Faithful are the wounds. We, 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 we get kissed and then we kiss back. Man, you're, you're awesome. Oh, yeah. God. They're awesome too. <laughs> We're both awesome together. <laughs> you're, you're so, man, you're so great. <laughs> you're great too. <laughs> we love being kissed. We love kissing each other. But this form of friendship is so shallow. Because when all we do is kind of, quote, kiss one another. We're not telling the truth. We're not sharing the truth. We never tell the truth see friends who will kiss you in any circumstance they'll kiss you no matter what your convictions are or if you're compromising in a certain area or if you're living unpure or living unholy 
Kissers are always available for a nice kiss. This is a dangerous place. Those kind of friends, those, if all you have are, is people who just tell you how great you are or just kind of applaud every single thing you do and every single thing you say, this is a dangerous place to be in because faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. You need friends who will wound you the right way. You need friends who will tell you the truth, who will sit you down and say, this is what's really going on as a friend, friend to friend. You see what I'm saying? But we just want to kiss each other. And we're so used to it as a culture on Facebook. <laughs> I'll like your dirty picture. It's so inappropriate, but let me like it anyways. Oh, come on, somebody. I'll just amen myself. Amen, Pastor Brandon. It's completely inappropriate what you're wearing, but <laughs> you look great. We get kissed, we kiss back. This is shallow friendship. We like the idea of having godly and accountable friends because here's the real truth, you guys. If I asked every single one of you, how many of you want godly friends in your life? Every single one of you raise up your hand. Yes, man, God, spirit-filled, spirit-led people to pray for me and encourage me and, and tell me the truth. Wait, tell me the truth. Oh, no, 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 I, I didn't sign up for that. See, we like the idea of having godly friends and accountability, but we really don't want that. We really don't want that in our lives because that's where things kind of get a little bit messy. We like to stay on the shallow end of friendship. We remove them from our circle of friends. Whenever people stop kissing us and actually start telling you the truth, then we say, oh, we don't need to be friends anymore. I'll find somebody else to kiss me. Tell me how great I am. That's what I need. I have a hard family life, so I need friends who just tell me how great I am. Wrong. Wrong. You need friends who can pray you through those times. You need friends who can expose your darkness, even though you have hard times and you're going through bad things and somebody did something wrong for you. There's still no excuse for you not to live a holy and a righteous life. That's the kind of friends that you need. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Proverbs 27 Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Verse 6. It's interesting here because the word wounds is a Hebrew word. Petza comes from another word that simply means to split open. So wound literally means here to split open. To wound by splitting. And so faithful just means consistent. So another way even to read this verse, Proverbs 27, 6. Faithful are consistent are the wounds, are the splits of a friend. The splits. You need someone in your life who is consistently splitting you open, confronting you, and calling you to a higher level of living, a closer walk with Jesus. You need someone who can sit you down and say, okay, I need to split you open right now with my words. That was not cool the way that you treated that person. That is not cool what you said. That is not right what you did. It's just, it's not right. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Faithful, consistent are the wounds, are the splits of a friend. But here's the deal. The, the easy answer is, I, I can't find any people like that. Nobody wants to split me up. Nobody wants to move. Nobody's, nobody wants to be that kind of friend to me. But here's the deal. Can you commit to be that friend to someone? I mean, to go out of your way to love people and be that kind of friend to people. He who wants friends must show himself friendly. That's what Proverbs says. All of us are guilty for falling for kissers. 
Every single one of us, every single one of us have told people just exactly what they wanted to say. And every single one of us are, are guilty at some point or another. Guilty of surrounding ourselves with people who tell us what we want to hear. Some of you, that's like, that is the litmus test for friendship. Like, some of you really have just kind of cr are cruising through your teenage years, surrounding yourself with people that think you're awesome. I'm just telling you, that's going to backfire. That'll backfire on you. That's just wisdom tonight. It's dangerous when they begin kissing our areas of sin and compromise, especially whenever it's things that you both agree that you would or would not do. What do I mean by that? For example, yeah, hey, I, I saw that, you know, hey, did, did, I saw that movie, and, and, and your friend says, but well, hold on, that movie, like, what? Doesn't it have like lots of nudity and like sexual content and like, you know, like really, really bad language? Well, yeah, but what's the, what's the difference? Well, I mean, like didn't we make kind of like a little bit of a commitment that we're, you know, that we're going to be pure and, you know, we're going to live a little bit differently than the rest of our friends? Yeah, but no, 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 there's no need to be legalistic about it. I mean, no, no, I just want you to kiss me. Just kiss, kiss me. Are you not going to kiss me? Oh, I'll find somebody else. I'll, I'll find somebody else to tell me. What I want to hear. Oh, oh, hey, you know, hey, I just started, I just started dating, you know, so-and-so. Oh, but hey, wait, didn't we, like, make a commitment at Desperation Conference? We we're going to tie their team years. And, and didn't we both go up there together and pray for one another and say, hey, we're just, we're, we're just going to give up the season of dating, like, throughout junior high and high school. And don't you remember going down at conference and, and kind of making that commitment to God? Yeah, but there's no, I mean, this girl is hot. I mean, this girl is actually, she's, she's, she loves Jesus, and we have our quiet time on the phone every night together. So surely, <laughs> God understands. <laughs> oh, I guess you're right. I, yeah, it's no big deal. I'm just saying faithful are the wounds of a friend. And too many of us are so intentional about surrounding ourselves with, quote, kissers, people who tell us what we want to hear on a consistent basis all the time that we don't even have a clue of what real friendship is supposed to be and what real friendship looks like. You know what I'm saying? You will be wounded one way or the other, you guys. If you're not wounded the way that you should be, then you'll be wounded the way that you shouldn't be. You know, uh, watching musical tryout shows since the first season of American Idol has been a, a, a pastime of mine during the summers, but it never, it ne never fails. I ask myself, where are their friends? Where are the people who love them? Whenever you have someone who clearly can't, it's for real, like for real, nobody can love you enough to tell you the truth. But, but here's the deal, as much as we laugh and, and just kind of make light, it's funny whenever it's just kind of a musical thing, but whenever, you, whenever the real pain in your life comes from somebody just telling you how awesome you are, that's the real tragedy of it. And so then they're brought on national television to make, make a complete fool of, and such is the plan of the enemy for your life. John 10 and 10, the thief comes to steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy you. 
one of the safeguards, one of the way that God wants to give you abundant life is to bring in people who love you, having friendships in your life, people who can wound you the right way, split you open and tell you the truth. Encouraging and building up people is great. I am, I mean, that's one of my core values, encouraging people. I preach that. I try to live that and teach that, you guys. But encouraging people and building up is so much different from flattery. Flattery is just telling someone what they want to hear, even though it's not true. And in real friendships, we don't flatter one another. We encourage one another, but we also speak truth. Kissers are flattering friends. See, when your closest friends are just full of flattery, you will encounter pointless pain in your life. Shallow friendship, you guys, is when they tell you everything you want to hear all the time. Where is the friend? who can split you open and you're not going to get so upset with them and, and, and never speak to them again. Where is the friend? Oh, come on. You see, you're so full of, you have 5,000 Facebook friends and, and hundreds of, but, 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 but where is the friend who can split you open? Because that's the real friend that counts. That's the friend that Jesus sent to your life. These other people like fuzzing your belly button. That's the friend that Jesus wants to have in your life. The person who can split you open. So I'm just asking you, when was the last time you encountered a holy wound? A holy wound from a real friend. Where is that friend? Confrontational friendship. That's what we're called to live out, you guys. Where we, everything's not just perfect all the time, but we actually sit down and have kind of tough conversations no matter what level you are. Like, hey, I, but what do you think about this? Or, hey, I, I'm not sure. Can you explain to me why you're doing that? Or, I mean, hey, hey like, I, 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 I've noticed that you've kind of changed over the last year. I've kind of, I've noticed a little bit that, you know, even we made a commitment to, 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 to live in purity and to, and to be different and to be holy and, and, and to love Jesus and to love other people. But, but I'm just noticing you're, you're like talking about everybody behind their back. And so I'm just, I'm just asking, like, for real? Like, that's, that's, what we're, that's who we are? Because we both kind of signed up to be real Christ followers. We, we both made a commitment together at Quorum Day or a conference or that Wednesday night or whenever we pray for each other. And we said, this, the, the, this is the type of friendship that we're going to have. And this is who we're going to be as godly people. When was the last time you had somebody? When was the last time you were blessed and favored enough by God to have a friend confront you on something that you were doing wrong or something that you had said wrong? That's the kind of friendship that's a life of friendship God wants us to live out. A friend has your best interest at heart. Matthew 15, 8 says, these, these, people, draw, uh, these people are um, speaking well of me with their mouths, but, but their heart is far from me. Where are the friends who have your best interest at heart? Splitting. I'm not talking about publicly embarrassing you. I'm not trying to start a movement of people just calling out people. You know, Ellie, you're such an idiot. I can't believe that you said that. Hey, I'm your best friend, though. You moron. You know, no, that's not, what I'm, that, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about at all, you guys. See, love covers, but love also splits open. Love will answer. Love will, love will, love will pose questions like, why haven't you been to DSM in a while? I'm just kind of noticing, just kind of, I mean, where your priorities are. It's like, why, why have you started spending so much time with that group? You know, we, you know, they're not godly. They're not, they don't, they don't believe, they don't reflect our Jesus. And, 
And, and I'm saying, like, are you, are you really trying to win them to the Lord? And if so, like, can we be really clear about that? And, and, and are you doing that? Or, or, because it looks like to me they're, they're kind of starting to influence you. Like, you're starting to do everything that, that they're doing. And so I'm just, see, love covers, but love splits open. Love will answer. Love will ask, and then love will respond and answer those kinds of questions from your real friends, you guys. Love will ask, how's your purity? I know that you've been, I, I, I noticed that the way that you've been talking lately or it's kind of, I mean, just hanging out with you and the, and the, and the music and, and the lyrics that you're quoting and listening to and, and the things that you're saying. And, and I mean, I'm just asking, I mean, I'm not trying to be judgmental or whatever, because that's the card that we love to, don't judge me, don't, don't judge me. Actually, actually, if you read your Bible, if you, if, you, if, you, if you read your Bible, you would know that Jesus has called us to judge one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on, somebody. You ain't got to amen, but that's the Bible. And so actually, Paul says, Paul said, I'm not called to judge the world, but you who are in the church, uh, actually, I am. We're, we're supposed to question one another. Right. We're supposed to not declare a judgment like you're going to hell, but, but, but no, no, no. But, uh, but judgment like, hey, like, like, why are you doing that? And, and what did you mean by that? I, I'm just, I'm just going to call you to a place of accountability as, as, as a friend. See, for some of us, it's such a foreign concept because you've gone for so many years with having shallow friendships, you don't even know what real friendship is. And the sad thing about it is that it, it doesn't just kind of go, it doesn't course correct, it doesn't fix itself once you become like later on in your teenage years or in your 20s. I know 20-somethings and 30-somethings now who still don't get the concept of what a real friendship is. Who still don't have people who they allow in their life and accountability and, and brothers and sisters in Christ who love God who are able to kind of split them open and they're dangerous people. You'll grow up to be a dangerous 20-something, 30-something, or 40-something if you don't capture this principle in your heart and why not just kind of start it now that your friendships are real solid friendships, biblical, godly friendships. We don't look, and again, whenever we're talking about splitting, you know, if it's exciting for you to just kind of confront people, you don't have the love of God in you. You got a spirit of judgment and criticism. That's not what I'm talking about. But I am saying if the need arises, and it will happen if you just, if you just live a little bit, because we're all humans, we're all going to do dumb things, right? So we should have these, this should be a little bit with alarming regularity that we have with our friends saying, hey, let, let me, I just, I mean, the, the way that you responded or, you know, I was at your house and whenever your mom had told you to do something and like, you know, how you just kind of rebelled and, I mean, I, I'm not perfect either, but, I mean, we, we got to do better than that, right? Like, like, this is who we are, right? Just saying, was the last time you had those conversations? Not criticism and judgment, you guys. And this, this can't be made, see, here's the problem, we're so used to five minute like friendship making. Um, you, you can't do this whenever you just met someone in five minutes. I just met Harrison five, you know, if, if I just met Harrison five minutes ago and I'm like, oh, Harrison, by the way, I've discerned there's about eight things in your life that, you know, you're just doing all wrong. And so let me just tell you everything, eight things, you know, Harrison, that I, I need to tell you. I mean, I know we just met, but here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Harrison will look at you and just go the other way because you don't love him. You haven't spent any time getting to know him. You haven't encouraged me. So you have the right to judge me, not just yet. You better encourage me. You better come to me with some encouragement and be a friend to me. 
where he just tried to call me out on everything. But here's the deal. It takes time. It takes us investing intentionally, starting you guys at the junior high, even at high school level, saying, I'm going to have at least one friend. Not every friend is going to be like this. I'm not saying all 5,000 of your Facebook friends are going to be th th this to you. But I am saying, do you have at least one? I mean, can we start with just one, maybe? I want the worship team to come as we prepare to close tonight. You see, as you become older, you guys, as you go through life, you begin to realize that the, 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 the people that matter the most, the friendships that matter the most, are not the people who just kiss you and tell you everything you want to hear. It's not the people that tell you just how great you are, even though whenever you're doing wrong and, and telling you you're right when you're wrong or telling you you're doing an awesome job whenever you're not and, and you're not reflecting purity, you're not reflecting the love of God and they just say, oh, you're awesome, you're fine, let's just be sinners together, you know, nobody's perfect, you know, we don't want to be too extreme, you know, we don't want to be legalistic, so let's just, let, let's not, I mean... Really? I mean, everybody else is. No, 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 no. As you get older, as you grow, as you mature, you begin to realize that I want to remove every kisser, every flatterer out of my life, and I want to just keep in the people who will split me open when I need to be split open. I want to keep the people close who can speak the truth to me, even if, even if it may hurt my feelings a little bit. But in a couple days, just like, you know, the, the guy in the beginning and hit me upside the head, but he saved my life. But after a couple days or so, maybe, I can say, hey, thank you for that. Hey, thanks for calling me out on that. Because I wouldn't have saw it any other way. You guys, your friends are your mirrors. Your mirrors. And he's calling you back to that place as we started off this series. That's why the mirrors are around. You can tell me one thing, but, but, but your close friends... Those who are closest to you, they reflect what you really believe. They reflect what's in your heart. And so the big idea tonight is that you be consistent with your friends. Again, as you become older, you want, you want people around you who will tell you the truth. Less and less you'll value people who just kind of kiss you. You're amazing. You're awesome. Everything you do is right. You're like, if Jesus were here on earth, he'd look like you. I think you're Jesus. And you want people who can say, hey, have you had a quiet time this week? Have you spent any time alone with God, like outside of church? Because remember, we signed the vow, and, and that's who we are, and we are DSM. Oh, it's not just a video. We are passion. We are this. We are consecration. We are mission. This is who we are. That's where. We, did, did you forget that, that this, this is our DNA? This is what we do. We spend time with God. We're gonna see revival. Did you Did you forget that? I mean, the, 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 you need people in your life. You got to call you to this place because faithful are the wounds of a friend. Kisses of an enemy that lead you to ruin. Let's just bow your heads right where you are tonight. Proverbs 27, 17 is iron sharpens iron. So one friend sharpens another. Before we pray, actually, before we pray tonight, kind of get ready to close out the service, I'll give you this last illustration. I know it's kind of, we don't even use these types of pencils before, but back in the day, you used to have to sharpen pencils. And so, you know, manually, there was like a little sharpener. And then like later, there became the electric sharpener. You know, you just got to stick it in. 
and, and, and as, as the pencil was sharpened, levels, layers were pulled away and the lead would show. And so as the layers were pulled away, the intended purpose of the pencil just kind of be manifested. It would come forth. And as iron sharpens iron, when iron is sharpening, it's iron rubbing each other the wrong way. I mean, you know, can you imagine iron sharpened, grinding against iron? And, and, and just like a pencil, whenever it's being grounded and the levels are coming back and the layers are coming off. But, but at the end of the process, the intended purpose of the pencil can come forth. And I'm just saying, if you do this thing the right way, Proverbs 27, 17 will become a reality. You see what I'm saying? As one friend sharpens, you're rubbing against me the wrong way. And I'm not happy with you at every single moment, but I know that you have my best interest at heart. And the more that I rub against you, eventually the intended purpose that God has created me for can begin to come forth. I, can, I will begin to be the person that God has created me to be. The more times you split me open, you rub me the wrong way. In a loving and an encouraging way, of course, you guys. Bow your heads right where you are. I want you to think about this for the moment as the worship team just plays. Do you have that friend? Or can you be that friend? Some of you, it's both. All of us are in different places. All of us are at different levels in, in real friendship. But, but can we tonight ask God to make us that friend? If you don't have that, if you're not doing that, you guys, to make you that friend. I want to give you the opportunity tonight to repent for being shallow in your friendship. Bow your heads right where you are. Holy Spirit, I thank you that your word is real and it has a lot to say about our friendships and how we do friendships. God, I pray that even tonight as your word has gone forth, Proverbs 27, 6, faithful are the wounds and Proverbs 27, 17, and, and, and God, as one friend sharpens another, as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another. God, I pray that we would be friends who sharpen each other so that our intended purpose can be revealed. Holy Spirit, I pray that even tonight, as we just repent for being shallow friendships or being unwise and surrounding ourselves with kissers. People tell us what we want to hear, but we no longer want to go down that path tonight in the name of Jesus. Your head bowed, your eyes closed. If you say, gosh, I've been there. I mean, it's like, I've been a little bit shallow in my friendships. I haven't been that friend to people. But I certainly want to be. I want you to stand to your feet right now. I pray, and even tonight, I, I, I believe that God is going to give you pictures of people in your life. So there's no shortage of friends, you guys. There are people all around you. You've got to realize that there's people right here. We're giving you multiple opportunities to make those friends. That's why we go to Chick-fil-A after service. That's why we're doing small groups. That's why we're doing Quorum Day. We do all of these things. So you can find godly friends to do life with 10 years from now godly friendships that are birthed this moment. Let's lift our hands up to Jesus. Father, I thank you that tonight, Lord, you are making us into that type of friend. The friend, God, who will sharpen other friends. The friends who won't be shallow, God. But we'll have the boldness and we'll love our friends well enough to share truth with them in a loving way, God. Father, and I thank you that in doing so, you will be glorified, God. You will send friends into our lives, God, as we commit to be that friend. 
but you're going to bless us with healthy, thriving friendship for the cause of Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's worship God together before we close tonight, you guys. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.